This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Doesn't really matter when it is because this is a recorded show. So, <laughs> welcome. Perhaps welcome back to another fun-filled and informative episode of the Blurring the Lines podcast. I am, as always, your host, Peter Nicolaitis, and with me, my co-host, Adam Bell. Hey, Peter. How's it going? It is going well, or I should say, me gets, uh, wait, well, it gets me good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working on my German. So, so uh, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's going well. Things are, uh, things are looking up, and uh, we had a huge storm over the weekend, and mm -hmm. the snow is almost completely gone. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it was in the high 50s yesterday. That helped. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, had, uh, we flirted with an ice storm, but the factors didn't, just didn't quite work out right. You know, the, the rain came in ahead of the freezing, and then the freezing came in after most of the rain had evaporated. So we really made a good, I mean, not that we had any control over it, <laughs> but we got lucky and then avoided. Does your wife know you were flirting with ice storms? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, she's okay with it, you know, just okay. as long as it doesn't become a, you know, a big deal. Well, as long as you've talked it over and stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on my list of allowed. Okay. That's good. It's, I mean, look, I'm not judging. I'm yeah. just, you know, everybody's different. I'm, I'm going through that a lot now, you know, like having discussions and uh, setting expectations. And I actually just heard, again, I'm really starting to uh, become a fan of the Jordan Harbinger podcast. Okay. And um, he was, uh, it was the Art of Charm podcast up until mm -hmm. sometime last year when there was a mutiny. I think I talked about this already. Um, but I've listened to a few episodes and they're really good, especially the, uh, the feedback episodes. Okay. Feedback Friday, they always take listener feedback. And unlike us, they seem to get a ton of listener feedback. <laughs> I'm not sure why that is. I, I just can't, I, I have no idea why. Uh, honestly, I can't tell it all nothing <laughs> um but often i'll listen to some of these uh people who are writing in and it it seems very clear to me that they don't um they don't they know the answer they're just looking for someone to approve you know oh, or okay. give them permission kind of thing like <laughs> one guy said uh, today he wrote in and said well i have a roommate you know i bought this uh i bought a place and, um, you know, with two extra bedrooms, I keep the master bedroom and I rent out the other two to, to guys and it's just a month to month contract and, you know, no, no, no long-term lease. And I've got this one guy and, you know, his room always stinks and I've caught him eating my food and he's going on and on and on. And he's like, what should I do? I'm like, what should you do? Kick his butt to the curb, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, um, and then sometimes, you know, people write and uh, it's, it's very interesting just um, seeing how somebody else can be in a, um, you know, not have perspective of their mm -hmm. own thing. And, you know, I could like easily see myself sometimes in these positions mm -hmm. looking at it where you get a little bit of outside feedback and it either like, you don't want to hear it, you don't want to listen to it, or it's like, 
wow, I never really thought of that. Yeah. Um, last week, a guy wrote in was saying how he was um, uh, he wanted to give a presentation at work to try to get other people into a regular fitness challenge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he has, he lost like 80 pounds and has, you know, embraced exercise and now he wants to be a coach and stuff. But he's like, I don't know, should I, should I mention that I lost 80 pounds? I mean, that sounds kind of weak. People might ask, why did you let that happen to you in the first place? I was like, dude, <laughs> yeah, talk about a turnaround that's going to inspire people. I'm like, what are you thinking? Yeah. So, <laughs> It's very interesting, you know, hearing some um, some different uh, perspectives from folks on that show. Because that's like a kindergartner. That's lo like losing <laughs> a kindergartner. <laughs> Eighty pounds. That's a big kindergartner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean you you are from the south, but <laughs> no. holy cow, he's a big old boy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's uh, that was kind of interesting, and mm -hmm. yeah. So uh, what about you? Any new developments besides the storm? No, I mean, things have been unevent. I mean, I say uneventful, but, you know, the regular getting back to the beginning of the year, all the businesses and all the vendors, they all reach out to you trying to establish new, new business and that kind of thing. Of course, I mean, we do the same thing. You know, I'm not, I'm not throwing stones. I mean, because it's a, it's a good time to get, you know, meetings set up and what are you planning for the year? And so... So we've been doing a lot of that, mm -hmm. uh, and of course, it's it's good for good for our clients. It's tough to it's tough to get in front of your clients sometimes. They like, well, I don't really want to meet with you because I know you're going to want more money, and that's why we're meeting. Well, that's that's not why we're. I mean, odds are there's probably money's probably going to be discussed because budget. I mean, that's what you do. But I forget. You know, do you have any construction companies? As uh, I have just a couple, but not, not very many. Okay. Uh, because if you had construction companies, the topic would be like, yeah, we want to meet with you because we're paying you too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, I mean, I have some clients that they're, that they say that every time, but like, we need to find a way to pay less this year. I'm like, I, we can, we can do that. Uh, we'll have to provide you less service. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Same service for less money. Yeah. I mean, we're a service company. It's not like my, I have products that I can discount. Sure. <laughs> I can discount my employees and then they just won't work here anymore. They'll yeah. find it's a, it's a, a steep discount. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so, so it's been good. I, I mean, 2019 is going to be a good year uh, for us in the business and um, marketing and sales are up and business is up and we're onboarding and so it's going to be a good year. I'm excited. Very good. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this year. I was trying, I, I got, uh, I was developing our uh, training plan for the uh, coming year for my team and I was trying to figure out what would, you know, is it appropriate for me to consider going back to school and getting an advanced degree? And, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, I you know, it, would it really benefit me? Really? Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I just don't know. You know, it's a lot of time and a lot of energy. And do I really want to go through that? And like, 
if work is going to pay for it all, mm-hmm. eh, that's a strong appeal, you know? Yeah. But, but is it actually going to change my marketability is the question. You know, when you've been yeah. doing something for 10 to 20 years. Yeah, I, I think at this point, the only reason you would di- get any additional degrees like that would be for your own personal self-satisfaction. Exactly. Because I think your your experience is going to outweigh. I mean, the only way that somebody would be more qualified than you is if they had equal experience. Yeah. And, and a diploma. Yeah, and, exactly. the, and the diploma was relevant because at that and point, recent. relevant and recent, and they had they would have to have a better personality or ve- better chemistry or a better fit for the team. Yep. You know, or something that makes them unique. But not some slacker who insists on being able to work remotely a majority of the time, like me. <laughs> I I said nothing. <laughs> 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 it's okay. I implied it. <laughs> so, the, so that what you know that kind of makes. <laughs> so that makes me think. Do you, yeah. I, I I've experienced, or I don't know. I have this phenomenon when I am overwhelmed with the um, how many commitments I have. You know, like I've got a commitment to this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. It. It physically, I mean, I, a physical entity comes over me as far as like, I get hot. I'm like, I feel trapped. I mean, there's such a burden. That's, that's what it makes me think of when you say, I'm going to start going to classes at night. I'm like, I've, I've been, I've been just doing a raw, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but I've been doing a raw calculation of my work week, Mm -hmm. tracking everything. Mm -hmm. And I spend, I'm averaging 57 hour work week. And I think, I think that that's a little light. I mean, I think that because I'm tracking it, it's not as much as I normally do. It makes me a little more efficient. So where am I going to fit in that school time? Overwhelm, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yep. No, that's, uh, that's something to be aware of, uh, you know, is, is, is how much of an investment those would really take. Mm-hmm. The, the, the reason I was thinking about it though is because there's a master's program and I've already taken about a third of the required courses. Uh-huh. And what would be nice is that a, ma- a degree does not expire. Whereas mm-hmm. I constantly, you know, like every year I need to be taking classes to keep my certifications up to date. Mm-hmm. So that's the, you know, that, that's the appeal, the potential, you know, goal of that is like, oh, well, yeah, I've got a master- master's of in- information security engineering. So I don't, you know, that implies all of those certifications, which I had to get through the process. And, you know, it's a piece mm-hmm. of skin there. So it's just, you know, again, it's, it, it happens every now and then. I wonder, like, should I be doing that? I, I don't know. It sounds like a lot of work. But, oh, well, if I can get work to pay for it, well, there's, that's, that's appealing. So, you okay. could just move into a pure consulting role where you just think about people's problems and then tell them what to do. And then you don't yeah. actually do any work. That'd yeah, we, be great. We had some um, we had some vendors who were doing that at the hospital, and um, I had very stern discussion with uh, their um, their their account rep and their customer uh, their project manager. And uh, they were, I was I was very frustrated because we essentially we gave out you know we 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 wrote out the scope of work and said we want you to come in analyze 
all of these data inputs, make sure that all these things that we're looking for are actually working properly and uh, do some discovery work with that department because, you know, frankly, you've got a closer relationship with them than we do. Mm -hmm. And after like a month and a half, the lead on this project was constantly getting things wrong. And he was saying how like, oh, well, you know, do you have uh, these data sources going into your log correlation thing? I was like, um, number one, your job was to find that out. And, <laughs> and you're now reporting back to me and you're asking me the questions that you were supposed to be, you know, that you were hired to answer. Oh, man. Number two, this is the second time I've told you that. <laughs> 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 so I had this discussion with the, the project manager. And he said, "Oh well, you know, we'll we'll see about uh, you know, like ongoing. Um, you know, he he may be uh, you know involved in the project a little bit moving." And I said, "Jeff, let me stop you right there. If he's going to be involved in this project, then we're done, mm -hmm. and we're not using you for any further work. Is that clear?" <laughs> yeah. And there was a little silence, and it was like. That's pretty clear. That's <laughs> yeah. <not> good. <laughs> good, good. We're communicating today. We are communicating, yes. I, I mean, because <laughs> I, was, I was really, really upset because we hired these guys and they came in and they were making me look bad because this guy that they hired, you know, that they assigned on this project didn't seem to know what the heck he was talking about. And he's supposed to be the expert. Mm -hmm. So, you know, my department hires this guy who's, a, you know, presenting as an idiot. And what does that mean? Well, we can't be trusted, obviously, because we hire idiots. And so, you know, <laughs> like, we need to bring a little more value to the table here, people. Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah. So, luckily, they got two different people on the project, and they actually seem to, you know, be able to communicate, and they're doing it right. So, well, cool. So that's good. Yeah. So, what wow. else? So we've got a lot of uh, a lot of. I mean, I'm reading a lot right now, so I've got some things there we can talk about. Yeah, uh, you you also had some headlines. Uh, <laughs> a couple of entertaining uh, headlines. Yes, about Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, Twitter? You mean the social media? Or one? Social media stuff. Yeah, yeah, in general. Yeah, yeah. There was an interesting article over on Slate, uh, which made me laugh. Trump's social media photos reportedly altered to make him look thinner and, wait for it, his hands bigger. <laughs> Just a little, little, little summary here. President Donald Trump purports to hate fake news, but he seems to have no problem with fake photos. At least that's what Gizmodo discovered when it started carefully looking at images on his official Facebook and Instagram accounts and discovered photos of the president that make him look thinner and more built. And yes, with the president's infamous obsession of the size of his hands, oh, sorry, the president's infamous obsession with the size of his hands strikes again, as the photos also <laughs> make a point of lengthening the president's fingers. So, so I, I, I've never really paid attention to that. Does he have like little tiny hands? He has, uh, some people have said that he has little hands and uh, during the, uh, the, the campaign and the, I don't know if it came up during the debates, but it definitely came up during the 
the campaigns mm -hmm. where he was, you know, making a big deal about his little hands. I mean, his hands. <laughs> and, um, it's, it's clearly a, a sore spot, you know, for the guy. He's, he's got really, really thin skin. <laughs> and um, this was one way that, um, you know, I was kind of surprised that Hillary didn't capitalize on it more, frankly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Had a way of getting his, uh, getting his attention there. So. Mr. Little Hands, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, I watched this, uh, I watched this uh, movie on, or net series on Netflix. Um, and one of the things that the character said, and it's a very simple statement, was uh, he was giving advice to another person. He said, own it. You know, whatever, you know, it, you may be flawed or you may be whatever, but just own it, you know. And then if you own it, then nobody can really, they might make fun of you with it, but you don't really care. You're like, yeah, I got little hands. So <laughs> on that note, I think that dovetails nicely into uh, one of your, the books that you wanted to discuss. Mm hmm. Well, yeah, it does. Uh, so extreme ownership. I know that you've uh, Jocko Willinks and uh, Leif Babin. I know that you have been following at least on some degree Jocko on some level yeah. for a long time yep. on his podcast. And, podcast, yep. and I, I never uh, I hadn't been following him on podcast or anything else, even though I, I kind of knew who he was. Uh, I just figured he was, you know, a badass seal and told seal stories and things like that. And, and I like that stuff, mm -hmm. but uh, I didn't realize how the business side of things, how they have turned that and made that applicable to business. And, and it, I mean, I think they're really finding a good spot for that. And I really enjoyed, uh, I'm not quite done. I'm, I've got like an hour left in the book, uh, extreme ownership, uh, where both of them are reading it. it's an audible, but both of them are reading it. And uh, there's a lot of good stuff in there. You know, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, and there's, well, every chapter, there is something that, that I have learned or going to modify, you know, in this particular aspect, I'm going to do this a little bit better, or a little more intentional. Mm -hmm. And he also kind of solidified. So like the, it's always been my um, stance that problems with the company, the buck stops, stops here. I mean, that's always been me uh, yeah. as far as like, if I've got bad employees or bad employee behavior, I've always considered it to be my fault, but I didn't always know what to do about it. Don't, don't you, you, so you don't have problems and you blame like the previous administration. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I forget which, which movie was that, you know, he gives him advice when he comes in as president, he says the first time something bad happens, you blame it on the old man. The second time something happens, you do something. And then the third time you resign and you right. tell, tell it to the same tell the same story to the next guy. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Move it forward. Move it forward. Uh, but you know, I had two big takeaways from that, you know, talking about the, uh, there are no bad team members, only bad leaders. And I thought about that, you know, I was like, well, what if you do have bad team members? Like there's nothing you can do to fix it. Exactly. It's yes, you can. <laughs> yes, I can because it's it, your freaking team. Fire yes, them. <laughs> it's my team. It's my fault that I have a bad member. You can, you can uh -huh. do all you can do to make them better members of the team. But ultimately if you, if you can't help them, 
get to where they need to be, you got to fire them. Uh, So, so I really, I mean, I kind of embraced that on my own. I just didn't know. I, it really helped me refine that and make that better. And, you know, I'm not done with it. Obviously I haven't arrived. Doesn't matter what it is. It's a management issue. Yeah. It's a management issue. And then management issue. The, the other big thing, big takeaway, like I said, the whole, every chapter had takeaways for me, but the other big takeaway was move and cover. And, and what they're talking about the military term there, when, when somebody moves, the other member covers while they're moving to protect their back. And, you know, uh, a lot of times we're, I mean, we're a small company and I'm wearing a lot of hats. So I, a lot of times we'll be like, I just don't have time to help you right now. You know, I might give them a little bit of advice and point them as much as I can, mm-hmm. uh, in a very quick manner, but we all are kind of islands to ourselves and not enough sharing happens between each other. And I want to intentionally make that better in our culture. It's not bad. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. not, it's tweaks. It's not like we don't ever talk to each other. It's not, it's not that bad, but we could definitely intentionally do it better. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Communication is, that's it. Mm-hmm. I remember I would, I do that often. Like uh, when I would be working closely back when I had a, you know, a number of employees and we would all be sitting in the same room all working together. Uh, you know, like such and such a client would call, and you know want a status update on something like that and i'm like all right i will i will talk to this person for you you keep working on the problem mm-hmm. and i will you know i will cover you mm-hmm. right not not covering for you yeah you know, dishonest way but like no uh, sam can't come to the phone right now because he's act- actively working on the problem that you're looking for an update on right you know, we're working on it right now you know and and i'll get back to you or he'll get back to you within a couple of hours with a status update mm-hmm. because you know whenever you're in any sort of incident or high pressure situation something's down mm-hmm. well, what do people want they want to talk your ear off <laughs> I had a stat. I kept uh, that would drive me or still drives me nuts. Yeah. I need to know how this happened and how we prevent it in the future. Yeah. I'll tell you yeah. in about three weeks when yeah. we, you know, finished our uh, incident response and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, reason for outage and all of that stuff. Yeah. Let me fix it before I tell you why it happened. Exactly. <laughs> we, we had a joke uh, during the, um, uh, I, I've worked with people who, um, work at a very high level, right? They're working mm-hmm. at the, the C level, the policy level and stuff. And um, the example I give, it's like, we, you know, we have, a, we have a request for such and such, and I need to know what to tell them. We don't have a policy on this right now. I'm not sure how we handle this. Mm-hmm. And the discussion would go into a long philosophical uh, you know, exploration of why we don't have a policy for that and how we should have one and what to do. And after an hour of this, I would still have, I would be no clearer towards knowing what I was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. I just woke up. What are you talking about? Exactly. Well, the the example (laughs) I gave is, you know, there's, I'm a paramedic and I'm responding. I'm first responder to a, you know, a car crash I've got this guy who's like blown out through the windshield and is lying on the pavement bleeding out. And I say, I need help over here. 
And, you know, one of these executives would walk over and say, well, yeah, this intersection is really poorly designed. We should have a better stoplight over there. The curb <laughs> needs to be built up. And we really, I mean, he should have been wearing his seatbelt. So we need a policy telling people to wear their seatbelts. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. People are dying here right yeah. now, okay? You know. I, I guess we can go discuss the intersection because he's bled out. Yeah, he's dead now. We're great. Let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's review. So. <laughs> yep. So, so that was funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, goodness. But uh, I, it was interesting, too, because I, um, I, I have listened to, like, well over 100 episodes of, of uh, the Jocko podcast, but I have not yet um, got either of his books I put them, I was going to buy them, but I just decided to just put them on my, um, my wish list through the Boston Public Library. Oh, so okay. When they're available, I'll get those. Uh, so that'll be uh, interesting. But I did read a book summary of Dream <laughs> Ownership. I shared that with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you shared it. With, that's why I bought the book, uh, because I couldn't read the one that you sent me, or it uh, was not available in my library. Right. Uh, so I went and I actually bought the book and, yeah. and I'm actually pleased that I did because uh, like I said, they're both, you know, you could get the points, like you said, the summary and you mm-hmm. can get the, the gist of it, but it is enjoyable. I, you know, plus I, I like those seal stories. I geek mm-hmm. out over those. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. They're, 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 they appeal to your macho side for sure. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. I think I've, I think we talked about it on the podcast before, you know, when I was younger, you know, and even now, I think every man to a degree on, you know, thinks that they're a badass. you know, I, I think I'm a badass, but those guys are, there's something wrong with seals. I mean, they're, there's something broken in them because <laughs> they will not quit. I mean, they have no quit in them and a normal human being will only tolerate so much pain before they will quit. I mean, they're like, and, and I've, I've come to realize, you know, I, I don't have a lot to quit in me, but I don't have nearly as much as those guys do. <laughs> yeah. You've got a lot more quit than a Navy SEAL. Yeah, I've got a lot more quit than a Navy SEAL. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, those guys are, are insane and they're, they're some part of them is very special. (laughs) Very unique. Driven, I believe is the word. (laughs) Driven. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, they are. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, and they're not the only ones. All those special forces, the Delta guys, the. I was thinking the same thing. All, you know, Marine Special Recon, Delta Force. Uh, Air Force, uh, what's that? Their their search and rescue. They all have some yeah. pretty special, pretty talented, pretty. I would really hate to wind up on your bad side, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So so anyway, so cool. Well, so I well, and I've I've got two other books I'm going to mention here. Uh, but you know, I was thinking I've got friends who don't read much. Mm. You know, they don't read much, and they don't. I'm like. I get a lot of ideas from reading, Mm. you know, I get a lot of ideas and I get a lot of entertainment as Mm -hmm. well out of reading, but I could not imagine just not reading. I guess they would just watch television. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I I don't know. So, but anyway, so the, 
the four hour work week that, and I'm, uh, Tim, that's Tim Ferriss. Is that right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and I know that, uh, I didn't, I didn't really like, I don't, I don't really like his book, uh, because I feel like he's kind of gaming the system of the United States and life. I think that that's really what he's doing, but not all things that he says are garbage, <clears throat> but you know, but if, if everybody did what he did and, and everybody did what he's recommending or not recommending, but saying that you could do, yep. then nothing would ever get done. I mean, the, the world needs ditch diggers, you know, <laughs> you know? I'm, to an extent. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is too, is, you know, the, the title of the book was the four hour work week and I'll suffice to say he's changed a lot over the last 12 years. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's in his forties now, not in his thirties. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I am a, a huge fan of his podcast, although I've been listening like both his and Jocko's, uh, less lately. I've just not listening to as many. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I've listened to well over a hundred episodes of his podcast and I was yeah. thrilled when it came out because I finally get like a weekly dose of Tim Ferriss and not have to wait, you know, a couple of years for a book or, yeah. Oh my goodness. He was just interviewed on this TV show. You know, I get to, get to listen to him for like six minutes. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, or, or pay $10,000 to go to some conference to see him speak there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, he, uh, and, and he's, you know, he's reviewed things and revisited things like that. And he's also like, he openly admitted like, oh yeah, you know, I was kind of, I was in my thirties there and you know, things are a little different now. But, um, the, the title of the book he has admitted was, you know, it was sensational. It was the result mm-hmm. of his AB split testing. He tried a number of different, you know, ones and that mm-hmm. was the one that got people's attention. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but if you but if you title a book, uh, you know, be more effective at, at your job and have more free time. Yeah, doesn't it's, quite grab you, right? Milk, yeah. milk toast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, what he was saying though is like, there's a lot of stuff where people have jobs that are paid by the hour, mm-hmm. but are really rated by your performance. Yeah. You know, and so if you're doing the work, mm-hmm. like if you say, okay, like, you know, like my, I'm, I'm hiring you f- for eight hours today to go dig ditches. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm paying you for. But really what I want you to do today, the only thing I got for you is dig this ditch, this deep, this wide from here to there. Yeah. Well, if I finish that in two hours, uh, you know, a yeah. smart, responsible boss is not going to be bent out of shape if I am not around, if he was planning and told me essentially to be here for eight hours and I spent six hours not doing anything. What, yeah. where's the harm in that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I made it to this point done by the end of the day. Okay. It's done. D- it's done. Right. Oh, uh, well, I'm not going to pay you for the rest of the day. Yeah, exactly. Huh? <laughs> so, well, that just defeats the performance. Right. Exactly. So, wow. so I, I get, you know, I, I thought the same way, and, and I know other people who have read it. Um, one of my super, you know, one of my superiors at the hospital, for instance, was like, yeah, oh, that's all blah, blah. But he's a traditional, you know, like, I don't care what you're doing as long as you're doing it here. Yeah. He's <laughs> just like you're watching a YouTube on your phone. Perfect. It's fine. Great. Well, I'm you're, glad you're here. You're in the building. 
But, you know, I did, like I said, I, I try to keep an open mind with everything. Now, I, I have been reading at the four-hour work week for like three months. Mm -hmm. So I'll listen to it for a little while and I'm like, this is crap. I'm done for now. And then I come back and I'll read some more and the, you know, cause I can only take so much of it. But, but the last uh, session of reading, I was listening to his, he was talking about the point of, he said, so for example, if you're going on vacation and you know, you have a finite number of hours, especially, and this really hit home for me because when I go to Mexico uh, on the mission trip, I am completely unavailable. Yeah. You know, I, I cannot be available to help. Uh, so I've got to get everything set and everything done before I go and yourself out. <laughs> yeah, I've got to get everything completed. And, you know, he says, you know, if you, if you're going on vacation, you become real efficient at the deadlines. He talks about a paper that was due and how he got everything done the night before that needed to be done to get that deadline complete. Yep. So I am going to, you know, I'm, 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 I'm not trying to get four hours total of that's all I work all week and that's what I get. But I, I really think it's a worthy goal to do eight hours a day because if I could work 40 hours a week instead of 57, mm -hmm. that's going to lead to a better quality of life for me. And I'm not talking about quitting early and getting less work done. I'm talking about getting the exact same work that I've been getting done right. in 50 to 60 hours a week done in 40. Yep. yep. And that, you know, and so I'm not getting any less work. I'm not being any less productive, just yep. being more productive in a succinct manner. So, yep. and I'm thinking if I can get it down to 40, I'm going to aim for less than that. Yep. You know, maybe 32. Yeah, maybe I could work four days and my Friday be like a half day where I podcast and, <laughs> you know. the, the goal should be, you know, get everything done, you know, figure out. And again, that goes to like, he talks about definition, right? You know, mm -hmm. defining your goals, eliminating what's not necessary, automate whatever you can, you know, that's left over and then you're liberated. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, do it up, man. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's funny though, you know, our, our friend, Timothy Richter, uh, he, he's a stubborn dude. Now I'm, I'm the pot calling the kettle black there, you know, cause <laughs> we're both kind of stubborn. Is he but, as stubborn as a Navy seal? Yeah. Uh, maybe in a different way. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. Give me an example. Yeah. How, how, stubborn, how stubborn is he? <laughs> yeah. Well, and so we were, I brought that point up cause, uh, we do a, a weekly meeting, kind of a, a business owner meeting. We're still yep. kind of like doing a small producers club group, Tim. Kind of like this, only with an intention. Yeah, yeah, kind of <laughs> like that. Uh, but we have, you know, we're going through things. And I brought up this point, or what I just told you, and I said, I'm really going to try to stick to this. And Tim was like, well, this year, 2019 is going to be my year, and I'm going to be really, really busy. And I have you know, I'm going to do 16 hours a day every day this year to make this, make it up and get where I want to be. And, and I, I, I said to him, I said, you know, maybe you should consider the challenge that I'm talking about here. Maybe you do, you know, if you're planning on 16 hours work, maybe you could get it in 12 hours or maybe, you know, the, all the work that you need to do. And he's like, nah, I can't do it. I'm just, you know, he just didn't want to hear it. But I was like, I'm not saying get less work done. 
I'm just saying get more work done in less time. <laughs> you know? So, but be more efficient, be right? more efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, there's stuff like that is just, it's really, um, that's the thing is like people get into their habits though. We're working on that too. I'm working on, you know, with a couple of projects that I'm working on uh, for the hospital, trying to get people to change some habits, but they don't want to. And, you know, and this is after I spend time to understand their requirements and their workflows. And again, with a little bit of perspective, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is a really, you know, internally stupid, uh, externally inefficient way to, you know, meet this demand. Mm-hmm. I saw one, uh, one of the administrative assistants the other day, it was a, how can you even use a computer moment? Because, you know, for her vision, she's got her uh, her display resolution cranked way down, which means that everything is giant. Mm-hmm. And her, she'll go to a web page and there are like multiple scroll bars along because the page is so big that everything goes into these frames that don't fit. Oh, wow. Like even just, a, you know, like a, a normal resolution display these days, you can see everything on the screen. You start blowing it up and all of a sudden these windows are too big. So you have to have all these scroll bars and she can't tell where she's scrolling from because there are like three scroll bars to choose yeah. from. And it's just like, it's, it's, you can't even begin the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there's nowhere to even start trying to explain how broken the setup is because <laughs> it's all she knows. Uh-huh. So, yeah, people get into habits. And I, you know, had the same conversation with my father recently about health and, you know, fitness and stuff. Like, you know, he's his main concern. He tells me all these main, these concerns. And I said, yep. And they all come down to you being alive and well and healthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know that, you know, I've told you this hundreds of times and I'll tell you again, but you have the power to change this, but it requires change. Yeah. Yeah. And there you go. <laughs> well, you know, I think that that's really what makes an entrepreneur stand out from other, you know, other people is I am constantly embracing change. I look forward to change because change means something new is going to happen. So, you know, everything, it, it, it may be good. It may be bad. You know, if, if, if it starts being bad, I'll change to something else. Yep. But I mean, I, I know that my people don't like it, but I mean, I make changes all the time. Change for the better is why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you say you've been, eating garbage for the last week but you know like oh i i know garbage now this is what i'm eating but you're offering me a filet mignon no no thank you i'm happy with my garbage (laughs) yeah this is easier and faster and cheaper i'm just gonna keep doing that thank you (laughs) yep it's what i know Mm -hmm. i know garbage yeah so i've added another book while i was looking in there for the link for extreme ownership i saw amazon's list there and uh it's it's funny how uh the uh the uh subtle art of not giving a blank blank (laughs) yeah now there's another book called unblank yourself i'm like (laughs) 
<laughs> I, yeah, yeah. You just you're just you're on the coattails there, literally. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the book that I added to my list, which I I saw in there, was uh, "You're a Badass: How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life." Yep. I I actually didn't even read any part of it. It was uh, it was a dollar ninety seven yep. to I could use an Audible credit, which cost me fourteen dollars. Or I could buy the book for a dollar ninety-seven. Right. So obviously, I spent the dollar. I reached deep in my wallet and got a dollar ninety-seven for that book. And I'm gonna listen to it. I'll let yep. you know how it is. I don't like. Cool. I said I don't even know how good it is, but I I liked the title and you know it's probably. Yeah. There, so yeah. so on that note, I think I have not read the 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 book yet, but um, I just noticed that don't sweat the small stuff. Yes, mm -hmm. it's all small stuff. Yeah, um, I think that when I when I heard the subtle the subtle art of not giving a f. Yeah, uh, my takeaway was that was like a, a rehashed version of don't sweat sweat the small stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have not yet read don't sweat the small stuff, and it is available right now from my library. So I am. <laughs> downloading that audio version right now and checking it out. Yeah. My wife is actually read. Well, it's in her pile of books. I don't know if she is reading it or has read it, but it's, I mean, it's an older, an older book, isn't it? 1988, I think was the original. Yeah. 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 So that's cool. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's a lot of years. That's a lot of years. I was 31 year old book. <laughs> yeah. I was 13 years old then. Holy cow. <laughs> that was eighth grade. Wow. <laughs> <They're great>. Yikes. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so I did have a question in there that, you know, just kind of talking through, you know, I, I, cause I recently read a uh, Zig Ziglar book cause it was, uh, it, it hoopla at the library and I'd never read it. The, uh, shoot, I'm forgetting the name of what it was. It was his last book that he wrote. Uh, if it comes up, uh, born to win. That was a good book. And I never listened to Zig Ziglar. I mean, I knew he was a motivational speaker, mm -hmm. but I was like, well, I don't really need much motivation. I'm pretty motivated, you know, and darn it, people like me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I actually enjoy, I really enjoyed listening to him. I'm probably going to listen to some other stuff from him. And I didn't know that, you know, he was – he didn't really like turn his life around till the forties where he became successful. And at that point he became a Christian. So that's actually, I mean, the, you know, the things that he talks about there are kind of are really appealing to me because a lot of the, I don't know, you don't have a lot of motivational speakers that are like uh, openly talking about their Christian faith. I mean, they may be people of faith, but they just don't, it's not their focus or it's kind of his focus. And I did enjoy that part of his. And I'm like, I'm surprised I haven't heard more of him just in the, in the circles that I'm in. But I used to like really not, you know, get around motivational speakers because I always felt like it was a bunch of false rah-rah that people get fired up about and then don't really follow through. Uh huh. And some people, I mean, and some people that really is what they do. Those people. You're one of those people. <laughs> oh, that was a really great speech. And then just go home. Yeah, they just go home. Uh, but, you know, I, I do find as a, you know, as a business owner, I mean, and just in life in general, 
I need kind of pick me ups from time, you know, cause yeah. there are times when you get down yep. and by having these, you know, books and audio, you know, and speakers and whatever, it's nice to have some of these things to just kind of mix it up and mm-hmm. they, they may not change your life, but they may re- make you remember things. You're like, well, yeah, I don't have to be down about that. I mean, it doesn't really necessarily change the situation, but you're like, well, it's not the end of the world. I can, I can power through this, you know? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, reminders I, are good. Uh, that, that's been a theme with me recently is like people need constant reminders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's the very rare individual who, you know, it hears something once and then will remember it forever and embrace it and do these lessons. Yeah. You know, so there's nothing. To, so, yeah, it definitely helps. It helps to, uh, to get reminded of lessons that you experience. No question. Well, and I, I've written things like I've found documentation and things that I've written and policies and procedures and they're good. I mean, like I read them like, this is really good. I have no recollection of writing them. <laughs> I'm like, I nor, need, nor following them, right? <laughs> yeah, nor following them. Like, no, I mean, maybe I do. But like, I was like, I need to write a, a policy or a procedure on how to do this. And I'll, I'll search my, my Google Drive to where I'm going to put this thing. And I'm like, I need to put that under procedures. And I'll get in there and I found it. I'm like, are you kidding? One, I already wrote this and it's good. And I have no recollection of ever writing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's why we need documentation. <laughs> <sighs> well, so, well, anyway, I cool. we, uh, Oh, you, uh, what do you, what do you want to talk about now? Uh, I don't know. I was just trying to see what do we have next? We had a bunch of things. Yeah, we had a bunch of things. You had some things um, with uh, that you had sent me via. I, yeah, I've been feeding our uh, podcast uh, uh, ownership uh, uh, ownership podcast <laughs> show notes here. Mm-hmm. So um, you, uh, we talked about this. We talked about that. I recently for let's move into our sort of our nifty nifty slash product review kind of thing. Huh. Oh, I, I just saw that you put in there before we do that. You said the staying off social media is not enough to protect your privacy study. Oh yeah. Oh. Did, that, did that hit home with you? Oh, <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> oh. So, yeah, there was a study uh, that was uh, published. The story was published on sky news, news.sky.com. Uh, essentially, you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> shadow profiles and uh-huh. the data that friends of friends give to sites like Facebook. There's no, it doesn't matter if you stay off social media. If you've got <laughs> friends of social media, then they know pretty much everything about you just the same. Yeah. Your friends have your email address, your phone number, your mailing address, your, the fact that you were here because they're tagging you in photos, <laughs> all these other wonderful things. Uh huh. You know, it, it's like saying like you set up your own personal email address and you tell, you know, you don't want it ever to be shared. You don't want it to be used by anyone other than, you know, close friends. 
and your friends go and sign you up for all kinds of junk mailing lists. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So, I mean, does that mean you're going to uh, join me back on Facebook? Not anytime soon. Not any- <laughs> it is still a black hole of time, whether it has your social... Yeah, it, it's it's still evil. It's uh, you know, yeah. So so no, but you know, it, and it, it, this wasn't a surprise by any means because I mean I've talked about shadow profiles and all this stuff yeah. in the past, but you know, just have it being thrown right in your face, like oh hey, nice try, Peter, but uh, Facebook is still tracking everything you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know you're at home right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. That jogger got your picture running past your window. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> speaking, speaking of large companies, um, I recently, uh, like today, just received my new uh, Amazon Fire TV stick. Okay. 4K edition, super high, mm-hmm. you know, the latest version. And I didn't really need the 4K because I don't have a 4K TV yet. Yeah, I have one too. I don't have a 4K TV. <laughs> but here's what happened. About a week ago, I noticed that I was trying to um, – the, the remote control for my Fire TV stick just stopped working. Mm-hmm. So I'd be clicking and clicking, and nothing was happening. And um, I – so I did the – you know, the first thing to do is change the batteries. Great. Change out mm-hmm. the batteries. Didn't fix anything. So now I'm starting to get concerned and I start looking and, you know, I'm looking at all the online help and it's not helpful at all. And I started looking around and say, okay, well, this thing is probably dead. What are my options? You know, it's mm-hmm. well out of the warranty because I've had it for like three years and they're warrantied for one year. So, and this is the, you know, an older generation of the Fire TV stick, maybe first generation. I don't mm-hmm. know. So what are my options? Well, I could replace the remote with an old remote control, which costs like 30 bucks, which <laughs> I think on Prime Day or during Black Friday sale was about what I paid for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did some shopping and I did a little bit of a you know competitive analysis and I could buy a Roku Premier uh-huh. for 30 bucks, uh-huh. the entire thing. Or I could buy the new Fire TV 4K um, for 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I did some reading and they're like, Roku is great. It does all these great things. It's the best media player. It does this, it does that. And I'm like, and it costs as much as just the freaking remote control for <laughs> this old <laughs> thing that I have. So uh-huh. I'll give it a shot. So I bought it. And all right, set it up. Have to immediately you know, sign up for another account. Great, giving my credentials to another online entity. Fine, whatever. I just did not like the interface. Yeah. Right off the bat, it felt like like a game controller from from the nineties. Um, <laughs> just didn't care. Felt a little clunky, but mm-hmm. it played videos okay. But now, right off the bat, I I will sometimes get Blu-rays or you know get DVDs and then rip a copy so that I can have my copy. Disc is up on the shelf, yeah. but I prefer to watch it on my TV. So I have a, you know, I have an electronic copy. Mm-hmm. Out of the box, the Roku can't handle that. Doesn't know what to do with it. <laughs> Whereas on my Fire TV, which is essentially a little Android device, I could install VLC, which plays anything. Mm-hmm. 
okay, strike one. So you know, they're like, well, if you set up a DLNA player on your Windows box, you can do that. All right, well, all my media mm -hmm. is stored on my Windows storage server, mm -hmm. which does not support DLNA streaming. Mm -hmm. So I have to put it on my Windows 10 workstation, which means anytime I want to watch something, I have to now copy it off my storage server and throw it onto my local box so that it can stream it. No. Otherwise, I'm streaming back and forth, like pulling it off this one machine, streaming it across Wi-Fi to my desktop, streaming it back again, you know, cluttering up the airwaves to, mm -hmm. my, uh, to my Roku. Yeah, this is not working out so well. And oh, <laughs> I knew this going into it. It can't read my Kindle books. I knew that. Right? Yeah. It also doesn't seem to have a web browser built in. It doesn't have a web browser built in, not seem to. Mm -hmm. I was like, suck it up. Return. <laughs> Did you return? Why are you returning? Bought by mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it opened? This will not affect your return. Yes, it was opened. Box it up. I'll be dropping it off at the Amazon Dropbox this evening. Mm -hmm. And this, uh, this morning, my... Fire TV Stick 4K arrived. Definitely, it's a hardware upgrade. This thing is a lot faster than the old one. Oh, yeah. Just last night, I was using the old one to play a movie that I had ripped, and I had to, like, adjust the audio delay because there was, like, a 10-second delay in the audio track. <laughs> it was so dilapidated, it just couldn't handle because it was, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I ripped it, like, I don't know why. I ripped it at really high, high res. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just was choking on that mm -hmm. and plus uh, apps had been crashing from time to time so i was like all right let's just try it out i pulled up the same one boom streaming smoothly no delay the nice. user interface is more responsive she has my kindle books right there when i want to tell her <laughs> um, there's a power button on the remote control and the new remote control knows how to control the volume on my sonos yeah these are all things that the other one could not do. Mm -hmm. And uh, oh, and that was the other the other of the choices that I had that I did not. I could have also done nothing and just continued to use the app on my phone to control the TV. Yeah. Okay. Which was not the end of the world because I always had to use the phone to adjust the volume, or I would have to tell a turn it up or turn it down or I have mm -hmm. to get up and walk over to the sound bar and hit down, down, down or up, up, up. Yeah. So I already I was already having to use the app, but like, you know, if I've got somebody over and I want to get up and walk away to the kitchen to get a beverage or something and she wants to turn it down, I don't want to hand her my phone because I'm a security guy and I'm paranoid. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, like that's like, all right. Mm -hmm. So, so I was happy that I didn't even realize that the new remote control, not only does it support voice commands, so you can tell it, you know, a word, do something, something, uh, but it also supports soundbar integration. So mm -hmm. definitely a worthwhile upgrade. So, mm -hmm. and again, it's got a web browser. I like sometimes, especially you know, with the training classes that I do, mm -hmm. I like to be able to just go to a website on screen and watch a video or something right there on screen, uh, yeah. on the big screen, you know, sitting on mm -hmm. the couch. And so, so for me, the Fire TV stick is, it's where it's at. Mm -hmm. Only thing it can't do reliably is airplay, you know, cast yeah. from another system, uh, you know, like from a, from an Apple device, which is like you, the same reason that I still have an old Apple TV plugged into the second HDMI port on my TV. Yeah. So I can, you know, stream, you know, mirror screen from my Mac or an iOS device from time to time.
Yeah. Then I have, uh, I, I don't have the one with the remote that you have, but I do have the 4k. It's like a triangle that triangle dongle. I don't really, I don't like the dongle. I, I don't know why they want to do that, but that's what they do. Uh, so you have the, the, the fire TV full on triangle. Yeah. I just yeah. have the stick. Yeah. I got the shorter version. So yours, what, has more power and more internal storage, I think? I don't remember. What yeah, else. it's got a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, it's got an external power source. Yep. It doesn't get its power from the HDMI. This is um, the same. I yeah. think on some things, you may be able to get enough power from HDMI, but they always have a USB adapter. And mm -hmm. my phone, my, uh, my TV has a USB port right there, which I use for power anyway. Yeah. Well, and then I also plug up the Ethernet cable i want i've got ethernet right at the back of my tv because wireless yep. i don't want to wait on wireless to stream stream something right and they do <laughs> i don't have ethernet but they do make a uh, an adapter for the fire tv sticks yeah so you can do a usb to ethernet adapter there yeah and that's what i've got as well i think it it doesn't come it doesn't come with it but my because uh, my original fire tv was a you know a little square yep. biscuit like a smushed apple tv and it had ethernet plug right on it of course it had a power external power source because it wasn't a dongle so right. to speak right right yep but the new one uh is a lot faster but you know mm -hmm. what i've had it lock up on me a lot more than the original well, I've only had mine for a couple of hours and it has not yet locked up on me, but the mm -hmm. original was locking up on me. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there's that. And the only time it really locked up on me was in Hulu. So it may not have been mm -hmm. the stick itself. It may have been yeah. the Hulu app. Yeah. For me, it was always different apps, you know, for again, usually VLC or um, I don't think the Spotify app ever crashed on me. Um, and again, that was a nice thing too, is with my Sonos, you know, I can say a play such and such from Spotify in the living room or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's nice. But sometimes just being able to see what you're telling it to do is nicer. <laughs> yeah. And there's less miscommunications, <laughs> you know, fewer yeah. miscommunications uh, less communication. I, I find that when I'm clicking on something and selecting something that I have a better track record than trying to explain it to her. Why are you listening to Christina Aguilera? Oh, <laughs> not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I told it to play. <laughs> yeah. I said Jimmy Buffett. How many times? <laughs> How many times do I have to say Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> I don't know about you. I get those two confused all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Oh, oh, boy. They are both I, parrot heads, but you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they look so similar, too. Not yeah. only do they sound alike, they sing about the same things. I mean, she's always going on about margaritas. Uh, so, on that note, I think we should uh, consider winding it up. I do. Oh, I do have a funny thing. I Hit wrote it. a note there. So my, my dad, you know, just your parents and my parents are about the same age. I think yours are a little bit older than mine, but my parents are in their sixties now, but dad had a, a fire stick and he decided he didn't need that thing. Didn't need it. Didn't want it. Uh, he had an Amazon prime account already for good for shipping and everything else, but he didn't need it. Didn't want it. So he sold it to somebody at work. So, we're talking about a, a $40 device. Right. And he sold it. And then he, then he's like, 
I'm seeing how all these prime things, I can watch them for free. How do I do that? Well, you just put it in your, you go to your fire stick, fire it up and you know, you can pick all the free stuff there. That's part of prime. He's like, I sold that. I'm like, so inexpensive why would you sell that <laughs> so he had to go buy himself another fire buy stick a new one, right? buy him a did, new fire stick did he at least get a newer version yeah yeah okay good so he, got he couldn't buy the old version on amazon anymore <laughs> there you go oh so yeah. speaking of that speaking speaking of the we really should just brand we're just freaking amazon podcast man <laughs> yeah um Stay so some I, I did another little life hack a couple days ago. Um, I uh, bought myself a new uh, electric uh, hot water kettle. Okay. I had an old one. I've had it for a couple of years. I love it. Mm -hmm. It works great. But I cheaped out on the first one that I bought, and it just has two settings, on or off. Okay. So basically, it will boil water, and that's all it does. Mm -hmm. Well, every day... I find myself wanting not quite boiling water. <laughs> yeah. Whether I'm making something in my, um, uh, the AeroPress, depending on which of the adapters I use for the AeroPress, I either want 185 degree water or boiling water. Mm -hmm. If I'm making green tea, I certainly don't want boiling water. Yeah, because you want to drink it as... If, perfect. If, if I want to have water to put into my neti pot, I really don't want boiling water. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the thing you pour through your nose, right? That's the thing you pour through your nose. Exactly. Uh, so, so I like uh, you know. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I do want to boil the water, but yeah. also sit around for a long time waiting for it to not be boiled. And I'm just like taking the water out. And, you know, like pouring it into three different cups, <laughs> moving a thermometer around it, sticking it in the freezer for four minutes. <laughs> you know, I had this down to a science, uh -huh. a science of wasted time. <laughs> yeah. So now what I do is I always keep some water in there. I'll boil it. Like, you know, I'll boil, I, I've got a half gallon or so in there. I've boiled it. Now let's say I want to use my neti pot. I know that the water has been boiled, so there ain't nothing living in there. Mm-hmm. Now I just needed to get up to about 120. Yeah. Right? And my new pot can do that because uh, I got one where it says, yes, I want it at this temperature, anywhere from 90 to 212 degrees. Nice. So uh, nice little life hack. And now I can just say, give me this temperature and go. <laughs> Saving a little bit of time, but you know what? My time is precious. It is. That's, wow. that's the, uh, actually the only thing we have. And speaking of precious, well, you've managed to waste yet another perfectly good hour <laughs> listening to Blurring the Lines podcast with Adam and Peter. So uh -huh. on that note, I think we should probably consider pressing the uh, big red button and taking us out. Yes, sir. So we, we do want your feedback. If you want to have a feedback Friday, we, re we record every Friday. So feedback Friday would be perfect for us. Uh, if you want to discuss a particular topic, drop us a line at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com, which you probably already know since you're listening to this podcast. But we have a contact form and it goes to both of us simultaneously as instantly as possible. As instantly as the internet will allow. As instantly as it will allow. So yep. uh, on that one, I will let you hit the big red button. 
To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us. 